Welcome to Emotionally Healthy Legacy. This is a podcast where we learn intentional ways how to become an emotionally healthy mom and break destructive patterns so we can build a closer relationship with our children. My goal here is to educate you on how you can leave an emotionally healthy legacy with your children. Hi, mamas. Welcome back to our podcast number nine and today we'll be talking about the difference between being a controlling person a controlling mom and being in control because those are two different things and I want to talk about the difference between them and how we can learn to be in control instead of controlling because when we are controlling that actually is really destructive in our relationship with our kids and even our spouse and if we are in control that's when we respect other people's boundaries and we are in control of our own responses and how we handle the situations so there's a little bit of background that i want to talk about one of the things that we need to realize that was really, really hard for me, I think, especially when it comes to kids, because I feel like, well, they're my kids, I should be able to control them. But in reality, the only person we can control is ourselves. If you think about it, you can force your child to go sit on the potty, but you cannot make them pee. You cannot make them poop. You can put your child into bed, but you cannot make them fall asleep. You can force a certain food in your child's mouth, but you cannot make them swallow it. Like there are certain things that we try to control our children. And what that does, that creates more tension between us and the kids that is destructive with our relationship with them, the emotional connection. And the biggest thing that I had to realize is that it creates extra stress for me. When I try to control another person, my child or even my spouse, which I used to do, what it does, it actually creates extra stress and overwhelm. But when I change my mindset and I realize that the only person I can truly control is myself and what I do and how I respond, I can influence my children, I can influence my husband, I can influence other people around me, but I really can't control. I cannot control what they say. I cannot control what they do. I cannot control what they feel. But my part in here is to learn how to control myself and to respond in a helpful way so I can influence them positively. Because when I do that, that grows our relationship closer to one another instead of pulling us apart. I don't know if you have a person in your life that comes to mind. When you think of somebody controlling, it could be your spouse. It could be your parent. It could be your in-law. It could be someone else in your life who you have noticed 
they want to manage and control the choices that you make and the decisions that you make. And that creates a lot of tension and frustration. You want to even sometimes do things the opposite just because they told you to do it one way. You know what? I'm going to show you that I'm in control and I'm going to do exactly the opposite of what you wanted me to do. That creates bitterness and resentment and that is destructive to a relationship. One of the things I had to learn for myself is how not to control my husband because I used to do that by manipulating and guilting him and saying things in a certain way. My motivation was to get him to do what I want him to do. And that was really, really destructive in our relationship. And when I realized that that's what I was doing, I really had to be intentional into changing my ways. It was easier for me to learn not to control my husband than it is not to control my kids. I definitely noticed that when I am under stress, when I'm overwhelmed and frustrated, I really, really try to control my children, especially their behavior and their emotions. If you thought of the person who is in your life, who is very controlling, think about them. Are they a really tense and stressed out person? Are they? Like really, are they? Usually they are. Usually they have either anger issues, they are frustrated, overwhelmed, annoyed, irritated. They don't really have good relationships with other people because they want to be controlling and control someone else. They feel like they know what's best for that person and they want to control their behavior. The problem is, is when it comes to our children, as parents, we are still in charge. We are still running the household. We are still setting limits for our kids as well as we should, but we need to do it in a way that we are in control, but we're not controlling. So I am in control of what happens. For example, let's say bedtime uh, or dinner time or whatever. Like I am in control that our bedtime is at 8 p.m., I set that limit, I set that expectation, our timer goes off at 7.30, that means we need to get ready for bed, kids wash up, take a shower, whatever, you know, brush their teeth, change, and get ready for bed. That part is in my control, that is something, as a parent, since I'm in charge, I do that. It's not in my control if my child falls asleep, right? It's not in my control. I can tell them to lay in bed and that's the limit. No coming out of your room, that's the limit. But it's not in my control if the child falls asleep. And if I try to force them to fall asleep, that will create extra tension between me and the child. And he might even, as, as he gets older, purposely not do it because he wants to be in control. When we try to control our children too much and we don't give them any control over their lives, 
that creates a lot of stress and resentment and tension between us because we all want to have control over some aspects of our lives. And if we constantly try to control our child, we don't help them in the long run to make any choices for themselves. And we don't actually help them make positive choices and decisions because we're choosing everything for them. I think it's important to give our kids opportunities to make choices for themselves and things really that are not really significant, that really, really don't matter in the long run, like which socks they're going to wear, which shoes they're going to wear for the day, which vegetable they want to eat for dinner. Um, so as a being a parent who is in charge, we're all eating vegetables for dinner. Which one do you want? This or this? You know, this is what we're having for dinner. It's your choice to eat or stay hungry. I will ask him, which pajamas do you want to wear? Are you going to brush your teeth on your own or do you want me to help you? I'm still in charge. I'm still making like the overall decisions, but I'm not trying to control my children. I will give them an option. Do you want to put on your pajamas first or do you want to brush your teeth first? And even though these choices are insignificant, it helps them feel like he's in control. And that does not create tension in our relationship then. That also reduces the stress level that I am dealing with. Because if I'm trying to force my kid to do things, that creates tension between us. And then that really, really stresses me out in the long run. And I don't want to do that. So learning not to be very controlling, I'm still learning this, right? Because it's such a big learning curve. Learning not to be controlling and recognizing that I cannot control other people. The only person I can control is myself. That reduces so much stress off of you, like a ton of stress. I cannot tell you how much stress that took off of me when I started to recognize that I cannot control my husband. I cannot control the things that he says. I cannot control the things that he does and the choices that he makes. I can set boundary and set limits. And if something is destructive or unhelpful or hurtful, I can say that. I can voice it and I can do things that will protect me if those choices are hurtful. But in reality, in the long run, he's responsible for himself. I am not responsible for him. And same thing with our kids. I cannot control my child if when he feels really upset and he's in the same room with a sibling and he hits a sibling. That's inappropriate. It's wrong. We still have limits. What I can control is how I handle the situation. If I scream and yell and freak out, that is me trying to control my child and that is reacting in a negative way but if I come in and I calmly handle the situation that is in my control so the difference between controlling is trying to control the other human and by either guilting them and making them feel shame and guilt for what they did or by manipulating them and manipulation is getting someone to do what you want them to do regardless if it's helpful or hurtful to them so for example, if I tell my kid, you can't watch cartoons until you're done with your homework, 
that is me coming across as very controlling to my child. But if I phrase the same thing differently and I say, you can watch cartoons after you're done with your homework, that is pretty much the same thing, but it's the way we communicate if we come across controlling or in control. Because if I come across like I'm giving my child a choice, it's in their control to do the homework or not, they are way more likely to do it. If I come across as like, do this or else, then that comes across as I'm being controlling instead of in control. So first, we need to recognize that the only person we can truly control is ourselves. That's it, period. We can control the way we respond and how we handle the situation. We cannot control how another person feels, how they behave, but we can influence our spouse or our children in a positive way by the way that we respond in a situation. And that's why it's so powerful is to learn how to respond in a positive way that does not come across as controlling, that comes across like we are giving control to them because then they are way more likely to do what we need them to do without fighting us and that reduces the tension. As parents, it is our job to set limits and boundaries and that is what our kids need from us because it's best and it is important for them to succeed in life. For example, as a parent, you can say no treats until after dinner or these are the chores that need to be done in our house. But we can do that in a way that does not come across mean or rude or controlling. Like with my kids, I say, you can have a treat after you're done with dinner. That throws the ball in their court and helps them feel like, oh, okay, I'm in control of this. If I want a treat, I first need to finish my dinner and that's a motivation for them. Or, for example, when my son, he needs to either sweep or vacuum the floor after dinner. And one of the things I ask him is say, are you going to sweep or are you going to vacuum the floor? I'm still in charge. I'm the parent. The floor still needs to be cleaned. And if he says neither, then I tell him, okay, then I'm going to help you choose. I'm going to choose either vacuuming or sweeping. And typically I try to make a choice what they don't want to do. So then they will feel more in control and then choose a thing that they prefer. Our job as a parent is to be bigger and stronger and wiser and also kind. But if we don't balance the bigger, stronger, wiser with the kind, we're going to come across as mean and controlling and that will be a destructive influence on our relationship with our children. I don't want my kids to comply out of fear to me. I don't want them to be afraid that if they don't do this or else, if they don't do their chore, they will get spanked or because of some sort of threat. I want them to comply because of the relationship I have built between the two of us and that 
will come from meeting their emotional needs and from the trust that I have created with them and the security. All right, I know that this is a lot to sink in and maybe it will take a little while to process, so I will not make this episode long. So I want you to remember a few things. One is that the only person we can control is ourselves. We cannot control other people. We cannot control their feelings. We cannot control how they respond to their feelings. We cannot control um, the actions that they do, but we can set limits and boundaries, what you're willing to tolerate and how to guide that person. Number two, we can respond. And when we respond in a helpful way and learn the skills to respond in a helpful way, we can influence the other person and their reactions so they don't escalate or they don't blow up or, you know, with our children for them not to resist us as much. It's because of the way we talk to them. It's because of the way we come across. If we come across that we're giving them a choice and we're not controlling, they are way more likely to cooperate because we're choosing to stay in control of our own emotions and in in control of our own choices. And number three, if you learn not to control the other people in your life around you, that will actually greatly reduce your stress level. It will, because one of the big things that can cause stress in our life, if we try to control circumstances and people and situations that are out of our control, that creates anxiety, that creates overwhelm, that creates stress, that creates tension, that will cause burnout, that will cause a survival mode, that will cause health problems. And learning how to let go of that can be really, really, really helpful for you in the long run. So my action step for you today is to write down things, three things that you feel that you're trying to control, which you actually don't end up having control over. And then write down a sentence 10 times each sentence. I cannot control my child's emotion. For example, I cannot control my husband's actions. I cannot control what other people say about me. And let's say, for example, those are your three sentences and write each sentence at least 10 times because it helps your brain to literally for it to sink in that it's true. I cannot control. I cannot control what other people say about me. I cannot control what the other person says about me. And that helps you let go of that stress and um, fight that you have inside of you to control the situation. And that will reduce the extra overwhelm and stress that that control does create in our lives. All right, mamas, I hope something that we talked about today has been useful and something that you can actually imply in your life. And I would love to hear back from you. If you direct message me on Instagram at Emotionally Healthy Legacy, I would love to hear which area of your life do you feel like you struggle with the most when it comes to control? Because for me, it is controlling my children. That is the 
biggest one that I had to work through and find ways how I can be in charge and set limits and boundaries, but not be controlling. Also, if you have questions about this episode, I'd love to hear them. And maybe that can open up another conversation, things that we can discuss. Thank you so much for joining me today. I am so glad you got to listen to this podcast. I would love to invite you to go in the show notes below and click on the link and it will lead you to sign up for a five-day mini course. It will take about 10 minutes a day to go through, but it gives you skills that you can use in the moment when you're feeling so overwhelmed and frustrated. They are practical skills that you can teach yourself so you calm your nervous system down because when your nervous system is calmed down, you're able to respond instead of react to your children and that will affect your relationship with your children in a positive way instead of negative way. Tell me my email is hello at emotionallyhealthylegacy.com or you can also follow me on Instagram, Emotionally Healthy Legacy, and you can direct message me there if you have any questions about anything I've talked about today. I'll see you next time.